Hey, everybody. Welcome to Palin Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's most reflective work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Malafide, chapters 10.5, 10.6, and 10.7. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know who betrayed the Garricks and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. As a reminder, our fan art contest um, is due. <laughs> I don't know why I paused so long for that, but it's <laughs> the deadline <laughs> to turn it in is this Friday, July 22nd, and the theme Woo. is redemption. Woo! Woo! So uh, get your RC brains going and you could win some money. Woo! Um, hopefully I've posted some more reminder Reddit things and discord things um but you can find information about the art contest at doofmedia.com um you'll email the email listed there i think it's mm-hmm. fanart at doofmedia.com and we are very excited to see what all of y'all come up with so yeah yay also just as um a random announcement um if any of y'all prefer to listen um to podcasts on youtube um, all of our episodes should be current on YouTube now. So Woo! you can find us <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, technically, this one is going to come uh, out like, so our episodes drop Tuesday, and this episode will come out on YouTube on Wednesday. And I might just keep it like that. So I don't have to remember to change anyway, the time or whatever. But basically, mm-hmm. they'll be coming out every week from now on. So yay. Woo! There you go. <laughs> all right. I did it. Um, <laughs> We're going to go over our summary for this episode. Um, Molly and Mags try and hash things out while Blake reunites with Green Eyes. He sneaks a ride with some behames. Um, he also spies on Jeremy and Sandra, who talk about their plan and then split up. And he has to decide who the hell is he going to follow. Um, Blake ends up warning Mags about the council and goes to crash a spontaneous party at Rose's place. Blake tries to run interference, but is ultimately unable to keep Jeremy from finding Rose and his friends. Rose is incapacitated, and Blake helps Evan to escape, but Evan is totally wasted, so it's hard. Evan ends up cornered, and Rose betrays Blake. If it seems like that was a very cut-together summary, it kind of was, but it's three chapters. (laughs) What did you think of these chapters, Malia? (laughs) So... Um, I've been experiencing insomnia lately um, because because I'm stressed, right? Like I have to move and I don't know where and I just got a new job and my old job hasn't responded to me telling them that I got a new job and my new job hasn't sent me like anything official and we have to move to like a different city than we were planning on moving to and I don't know when we're going to get kicked out of this apartment exactly and I don't know. I just don't know a lot and I have to take the bar in a week from the time you're hearing this. So... I've been having problems <laughs> sleeping. And um, a couple of nights ago, I decided um, that I should read the pack chapter because I read fi- 10.6 and 10.5, 10.6. And Jenny was like, yeah, um, read the next one. And I was like, okay. And I read the next one. And like, I don't know if I've ever like felt as angry emotionally 
mm. in my whole life as I ever have in that moment. Like I probably felt like I haven't felt more angry. I don't think like I felt to as that angry, level. but I yeah, it, it yeah, it was so angry and um like so angry that it kept me up for at least another like two hours, which well was a bummer. Sorry, Malia. To be fair, I didn't tell you <laughs> you had to read it right then. <laughs> No, it was not at all your fault. It, uh, um, I was so angry. I am ang- I am angry. I am afraid. Angry and afraid. <laughs> Those are most of the feelings. That's most of the feelings. Okay, well, we'll get into the specifics as we go through. <laughs> um, so uh, Molly and Mags try to work stuff out while Blake reunites with Green Eyes. Hey, um, hey. this was fast. <laughs> he's yeah i didn't expect this to happen so quickly and i i didn't expect there to be a little break um it makes sense for them to go talk to each other and for blake not to be there because his vibe aggravates molly um but he's just like on a lake and i'm like oh weird um and then face all shows up and i was like why are you here and they're just like let's talk about demons some more or like you know life and humanity and the whole point of the universe or whatever and then bye and i was like what and then he puts the thing down and i was like what (laughs) and then green eyes shows up and i was like wow that took me a long time to understand what was happening but i didn't realize like he'd give blake the means to free her i figured they would go like physically get her and stick her in a fish tank so this is better probably probably better than a fish tank yeah yeah um yeah, I think because of just that we happen to read these three chapters together, like this beginning part where Blake is alone standing on the ice really feels like really makes me think about the ending where he's trapped because he's like he is alone, but he likes it. It's very peaceful. It's very quiet. And I mean, he has the freedom to move to other places, whereas at the end, he's alone and it's quiet and he can't. And mm-hmm. He doesn't get to see all the pretty trees. I don't know. Um, I was trying to like figure out where we were really dwelling on Blake chilling in the text. And um, yeah, I don't know if it has something. I don't know. Because part of me has been thinking too about the whole thing that the witch lady who I don't remember her what her actual name was um, said about the left hand and the high priestess and his intuition and like how that it might be a bad thing. Hmm. Um, and that's worrying me. Um, but yeah, so we stand here and Faisal shows up and is like fucking cool as hell. <laughs> um, although he's like, I don't understand necessarily his goal if he's on the side of the humans, like when it comes to humans versus others. Um, but he seems to be down with the idea of creating a space for others. Um, Johannes, you know, wants to keep them preoccupied while the humans keep winning and maybe face all does too or maybe face all just thinks like these people like these people need a space yeah um yeah um and face all is like oh are you considering my earlier offer and blake's like no and i'm like god damn it (laughs) like why (laughs) just just take it just (laughs) (laughs) i'm really upset like like, I don't think this will necessarily happen, but I feel like Faisal could get him out of that circle. Because, like, his whole thing is doors. But I don't know that he's going to be like, all right, fuck these people. <laughs> <I'm out."> 
<sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they talk about how humans are winning, but are humans good? And we don't know. Um, and that's and we fun. we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then one thing that was cool, I guess, is that Faisal confirmed that the drains are the abyss, which was surprising, but I guess makes sense. Um, it was kind of cool. Um, I mean, we'd already basically known that. I just wasn't sure if like that was definitely just straight up the abyss, but the abyss might have different sections or something because it didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just sort of sitting there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to answer a question in particular, or just? I, I don't. I mean, are you gonna be like, haha? You thought it was the ruins. You suck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you have a no. response. No, I mean, I was just waiting for it to confirm that. And no, you're not stupid mm-hmm. because you thought it was the ruins <laughs> and it's wet. Um, there were a couple people a few episodes ago that kept thinking that I was dropping like accidental hints and things. Um, and they kept like being like, oh, I'm glad you didn't catch on. And uh-huh. I think one of them in particular that they were mentioning was, I think we were talking about some stuff and I asked like, because like in my brain we were talking about the abyss and the ruins and so i think i asked you about like oh do you think blah 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 could be like abyssal or something and they took that to think i was dropping a big hint and then you didn't catch mm, i didn't take it as that until like they said that because i thought i was just kind (laughs) of going back and forth about it um and i'm guessing you did too because it didn't seem like you took it as anything but yeah i I think I get them kind of, to be honest, a little bit mixed up in my mind sometimes mm-hmm. because we've spent, because they're just so wet and they're down there and they <laughs> suck and there's lots of feelings and they're dangerous and there's like spirits and crap. And so it's like the, we haven't spent any time in the ruins in Pact and we've spent basically no time in the abyss in Pale. Yeah. Like we've sort of seen it. And so I think that I just like don't have them. Don't have a really carved good apart from each other as well. So, yeah, because well, I remember reading Faisal being like, "Yeah, it's the abyss, what you call the drains," and I was like, "Aha, I'm right." And I was like, "Wait, no, I said the ruins." <laughs> so like, <laughs> uh, my brain. Yeah, my I brain. mean, it's tricky because they both like. I don't think that this is spoiling anything really, but um, because like they both break things down. Um, I think the main difference is that mm-hmm. the ruins break down um spirits yeah like more of the immaterial whereas the abyss mm-hmm. breaks down more of the material cool yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. based on what i have seen of them yeah yeah and we we'd already been told that blake was like tainted with abyssal whatever so it was kind of and like boogeyman we know they go down to the that's where they're from or whatever mm-hmm. um i just wasn't like completely totally sure that that's what had happened but yeah yeah no that's fair it's yeah. like those the abyss and the ruins are like it's like a giant compost pile in terms mm-hmm. of breaking down things. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer that it has to suck so bad. You know, I mean, like probably, not all change necessarily has to suck that bad. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't suck for the ones doing the breaking down, but it probably sucks for I mean anything that is being broken down in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's part of the circle of life <laughs> <laughs> or something or something 
<laughs> circle of the universe. A circle of the universe. We could be talking about compost or about that other stuff. <laughs> Who knows? Right? Yeah. I mean, both. Yeah. Compost is helps the world go round. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, does it like really suck for all the like vegetables and shit? Are they being like tortured horribly? I mean, I feel like, like they probably can't feel anything. <laughs> well, they're so probably was, dead. They're probably dead. Ben was just telling me about some documentary from the 70s that has to do with plants and how this one guy who did um LSD. No, well, he he was really good at lie machine lie detector machines, what are those called? Mm. Sauna phonogram, sauna whatever. Mhm. <sighs> All the listeners are like, "Ah, it's this." Anyway, um and apparently he like hooked one up to his plant and you could hear it screaming well no he like that's oh, extra wrong it's a liar i don't know what your machine you're talking about but. <laughs> well he like it because it measures like a, electrical something or something sure. and when the it can kind of detect when you're like freaking out or something but so anyway so apparently he put water in it and the plant like freaked out like it really responded to that and then he like apparently so what Ben was saying was that he thought about like, oh, maybe I'll like burn one of the plant's leaves and see what it does. And then the plant freaked out and he hadn't like done anything or said anything. And so he's like, plants can read minds. (laughs) And like, I don't know, maybe they can't. So then they just, yeah, they started trying to figure out if plants can sense other things die. This guy didn't take LSD and read minds. But like, I I, I am unsure. (laughs) It was the 70s. Yeah, you know, I feel like everybody had LSD and definitely pot. Yeah, like maybe salvia. You know, <laughs> just some 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 kind of something something. Um, I mean, we have to eat something, and uh, I guess you can become a fruitarian if you want. Um, you can pretend to be a breatharian, Prevent a compost. Fruitarian is apparently when um you only eat fruits or vegetables once they have fallen. From the right. from the tree or from you know. So you get them between falling and compost. Uh huh. You gotta be quick. So you swoop in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got you gotta swoop in there. You're like the vulture of fruit. Yeah, that just feels like it takes too much. T- like you'd have to like. I mean, I guess part of it you'd have to give up a lot of like modern things because so much of your time would be spent like looking for fruit that had looking fallen. Although trees. maybe if right, maybe if you grew a bunch of fruit trees and there wasn't too many people to feed. It'd be chill, although something, something seasons. What do they do about, can they jam? Can they make jam? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't see why not well, as sugar, long as it falls. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They can't use sugar. They can use sugar beets after they've fallen from the plant. <laughs> or no, the, after they, uh, beets, yeah, they have to be dug up, right? I think so. How does that work? Can not, I don't know if they can, yeah. They can't have potatoes. No. So you can't tell. Mmm, this is a pickle. But they can't, <laughs> can they have pickles? Mm. Um, they can do cucumbers fall off i don't know if they, i mean they probably fall off eventually they're not underground sure this is a very exciting conversation yeah, it, but are fructarians allowed to modify the fruit that has fallen off as long as they're not killing anything i don't see like, why just, not but then again i i mean fruit is there for like animals to eat and spread seeds so i think mm-hmm. that like if we don't do it other animals are probably gonna get to it first anyway like those like asshole snails that always eat the strawberries <laughs> it's like you think you find a really good fucking strawberry and it's yeah. perfect 
and then like pick it up and then it has like this big chunk out of the back like half eaten yeah yeah it's like you guys are such assholes (laughs) (laughs) like yes i leave enough for you to hope too just to hope i mean yeah at that point just eat the whole thing right but it's like no we're gonna just (laughs) (laughs) and i guess i could go to the grocery store or whatever but i wanted those (laughs) true um yes anyway (laughs) anyway so they talk about the universe or whatever and then face all leaves him this pipe triangle square thing and i didn't get it i'm thinking i wonder if the pipe has something to do with like the drains quote-unquote like if the abyss and pipe imagery are somehow connected (laughs) um but blake puts it down without capturing himself in it which would have been fucking funny and really yeah (laughs) (laughs) that would have been a little special (laughs) it would have been oh god and then um green eyes he sees her and it's like you can come out if you want and she does and the gateway thing breaks and she's on the other side and she's in the real world and she's really happy um she's underwater so blake can't understand what she's saying Mm -hmm. but she seems happy and good and so blake lays down some ground rules he's like don't kill anyone don't maim anyone but like go ahead and scare the shit out of people (laughs) just like don't do enough for the practitioners to come get you and send you back to the abyss like yeah great you can be the next like loch ness monster of canada yeah right or just still yeah that's really that's a nice thought sort Mm -hmm. of sort of it took me like really a lot longer than i'd like to admit to realize like that lock was just like oh just means lake Mm -hmm. i was like oh it's it's just their name lake loch ness (laughs) like nope that ain't it (laughs) it's just loch ness it's just loch ness yeah which is fair Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right but yeah or well so one thing about green eyes he's like I hoped I'd just done a good thing, which like way to be super fucking ominous. But like, so now it's like Chekhov's mermaid is like sitting in some fucking lake near Jacob's Bell, and like, is this going to be mean, the next big bad, Malia? No, it's just like there's got to be some consequences, or he gets to use her as a trap or something. Because if he if he just been like, yay, like that's so great, green eyes, I'm glad, like you know, I'm gonna try to come back and see you soon. Like I w- could believe that this is the last time we'd see her in the story. But the whole, like, I hope I'd just done a good thing. I'm like, cool, we're coming back. Like, <laughs> like sweet. <laughs> we're doing something wrong is going to happen. And it's not necessarily because she's here, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I actually did write Chekhov's mermaid in the notes. That's great. It helps me <laughs> know where you were at. <laughs> so um, oh, after that um, omin- ominous uh, sentence, um, he goes and... S- he just catches a ride. He sneaks a ride with some behames and tries to be sneaky, and it's not successful. Yeah, he needs to work on his stealth skills. I mean, it's kind of um, hard to blend in. Like, it's not a really a place for like a giant, like like a tree man, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, like, it, well, <laughs> the first thing was that the car door wasn't perfect. Um, yeah, because he does like relatively well here. Actually, um, he hears some of their conversation and stuff. Um, Mm-hmm. he does which is fun um it's we're learning more about how blake has to physically navigate the mirror world which is interesting and hard to understand sometimes um but 
pretty cool. This, I think, Pact would really benefit from um, visual storytelling, you know, like if it was like a TV show or a comic or something, because I think like it's really hard to remember that very important characters aren't like physically near people. Um, yeah. And I think like it doesn't actually hurt the quality of the story or the, you know, like anything really, except that it's much harder to imagine for me. And I think that it'd be really cool to be able to imagine it more accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he gets in the car with this old married couple and I really like them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's Ben and Gloria. Is that right? Probably. I don't, I probably should. I could just look. Well, um, I know it's Gloria. I, I think it's, I think it's Ben. Um, I'll go with that. That sounds right. Yeah, okay. it is Ben. Cool. So Ben wears a hat while he drives, which is bad to, to Blake because, um, you know, if you're on your phone, you're a more distracted driver. And Blake says like that people who wear hats while driving are also more distracted. And I wonder if it's just like they have a harder time seeing, depending on the type of hat, like their peripheral or whatever. Um, but yeah, they're just this like old couple that really knows each other and um the gloria is complaining about how the kids are on their game boys and their little <laughs> zombies or whatever and ben's like i think it's nice like that they're not <laughs> that they're little fu- fucking zombies which is fun <laughs> but yeah and then they're like duncan says that every child old enough to be awakened needs to get involved and i'm like this sucks this is great right yeah well then especially because it seems like duncan is also like not wanting to be in charge um uh-huh. or something um but also it's like maybe alistair like let's put an 18 year old in charge of this family like put ben in charge of the family like what the fuck are y'all doing like you have adults um yeah. and so i'm not entirely certain if that's what's happening um although maybe so we know that musser is like almost like a quasi other he like the spirits of the musser like live within him or whatever um Mm -hmm. and like nothing like that happened to blake um but also blake's not material yeah um but like Mm. there is something about the thorburn heir being a woman and whatever um and then there's also like we know that Eamon was sworn to certain things and didn't want to swear Laird to those things, and we know that Laird felt really constrained as well, or at least Sandra thinks he did. Um, and so maybe there's something more to being the head of this family, like there is with the Mussers, and maybe it's not like to that level, but maybe there's some reason that other people wouldn't want to be in charge of the family. Like it's not just like Peter Garrick who seemingly is just like in charge and makes yeah. decisions or like um why or whatever for the bellingers um and so maybe that's part of it um because it really seems weird to have like a whole bunch of adults and be like that one <laughs> that child let's pick yeah. that child yeah because what well, rereading it at first i thought they were like gonna like offer an arranged marriage to rose or something because they started talking about alistair being 18 and like you know, like Rose. No, Rose is twenty. The Molly was eighteen. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, is this a marriage thing? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> it seems wild to be like, 
oh, those diabolists that we hate, the best way to deal with them is to marry them. Like, yeah, let's make them part of family. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I don't think that's what's happening. Like, keep maybe- your enemies close. Your friends closer, yeah. your enemies closer. That's what it is. You're just like, you know what? Fuck the Duchamps. We're tired of their shit. We're going to sign or with Or don't, because otherwise <laughs> you're going to get married, and then you will fuck the Duchamps. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Um, But yeah, so Blake spills a bunch of tea about how Duncan um, got gainsaid, and that's why, you know, maybe he's not someone you should want as your whatever but like everybody gets gay and said like like i don't know duncan isn't a great person and maybe might not be the best person for this family but literally like being gay and said once like it's fine um and then ben figures out he killed what i'm saying i mean they don't have the carmine like exile running around gay and saying everybody gay saying them constantly that's true maybe verona's aptitude for being gay said is part of what makes me feel that like it's not that like big of a deal. deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, like you lose your power for a bit, right? So, right. He had to like take a bunch of the. Fa- he had to do something, kind yeah. of. So, um, I mean, even so if it yeah. is not a big deal to Blake, it's a really big fucking deal. So, can see why he would have mentioned that, right? Um, yeah, but so Ben figures out that he killed Laird, and he asks if it was a just death, and Blake says it was desperate. Um. And they're really interesting. But yeah, so Blake's basically like, I want to, like, I don't want any of the grandchildren to die. And I don't want my friends to die. And we can talk about Rose. And we can talk about me. And I guess all the adults. (laughs) But all the kids, you know, whatever, should not die. Um, And he seems to, like, I guess he's, you know, kind of wanting to tell them maybe it's, we can work something out or something. It's kind of unclear to me exactly what is happening i guess he wanted to tell them like once he got seen mm-hmm. he was like well i'll tell you about duncan and how much he sucks <laughs> <laughs> in case you didn't know um and like i want to change things and i want us to not just like fucking kill each other for no reason yeah and ben's like well maybe that makes some sense but the duchamps aren't gonna give a fuck good luck <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i liked these two i hope they don't die that'd be nice <laughs> Yeah, they do seem like a lot better, right? Than like the Yeah, others. they just Yeah, I mean Blake, you know, is kinda like, oh, this guy seems like he knows what's up and um they just seem like you know, like they're not like sniping at each other and being like like it doesn't seem like they have like a bad marriage, which is a trope that can be employed very easily. They're just sort of like talking about their family and Ben seems yeah, again, to be pretty savvy. Um, I like them. Yeah. All right. So then after being kind of politely kicked out of the car, um, <laughs> he sees Jeremy and Sandra, who Woo. really conveniently are talking about their plan. Um, yeah. So we kind of get to meet up with them around where Jeremy's interlude left off, it seems. Um, and, um, one brief thing is it seems like one of the Duchamps is married to a black man. And I was thinking like, you know, all of the Duchamps are blonde women and like, will their children also like, will their daughters also be blonde? Like, that's fun to think about. Um, like Duchamp women marrying not white men. Um, it just, yeah, it was kind of like, Oh, weird. Like, I wonder, I mean, maybe them all being fucking blonde isn't actually that important to their power. 
but they are all blonde. They're all blonde. So it seems, yeah, um, like something. It'd be funny if they weren't all naturally blonde and they just all like had to bleach their hair all the time. <laughs> That'd be kind of great <laughs> for the power, for the pattern. For the power. That'd be a pain, uh, though. Fucking practitioners, yeah. <laughs> like I vowed to part of their awakening thing. I will be blonde <laughs> always. Their special family item or whatever, instead of a rose, is like a bottle of like hair lightener. Like it just like never <laughs> runs out. Oh, uh, be so good. Jeez. Oh, <sighs> um. But yeah. So Sandra and Jeremy are really great, and it's very emotional. And it's I love it that the like most compelling, the uh, most heartbreaking, and most prominent love story and pact is between these two middle aged people. Um. It's, like, refreshing that it's not the main character, and, like, the main character doesn't really get it, and it's, like, Sandra's a bitch, and, like, it's just really fun. Um, yeah, because even with, like, all of Blake's feelings about Alexis or whatever, like, this one is just such a more interesting story. Um, yeah. And I love it. It is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they're talking, and Jeremy's, like, you know, and I mean, they haven't seen each other in, like, fucking 15 years or whatever. I don't remember. But, like, he's, like, oh, I know all your tells. Like, you have restless thumbs, and, like, you put your chin at this specific angle, and, like, you do this thing that Hilder does, and, like, ugh, it's so cute, and it's awful. <gasps> it's awful. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, so then he, or Sandra's, like, don't do chaos for now and i'm like so what's his particular skill set i guess his particular skill set is having a god who can just like get rid of wards and shit mm -hmm. um, and that is a skill <laughs> yeah well I, yeah um eh, or something if you it's it's a asset at least yeah um and then they're like mirror boy is a priority and i'm i mean it's occurring to me now that maybe that's because he promised that mirror boy wouldn't come back um, but otherwise, like, this is part of what has me worried about who and what Blake is and what this story is and how much Wabo is going to, like, make my life suck. Mm -hmm. Um, because, like, I mean, Blake's scary and he has a sword that he can, like, stab you with from, like, reflective surfaces. And that is actually really fucking horrifying. But, like, he's breaking down a lot. He's just, he can't practice like, you can just put wards up in your house and he can't do anything, when, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know why he'd be that important unless it's just about the promise and just, like, there's some person out there running around stabbing people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, Jeremy's gonna go after the Thorburns um, because Sandra's fairly confident that they'll have other opportunities to attack them, but that this might be the best one. Um, and she sort of reflects on Mags and she says, hopefully the girl hasn't committed because, you know, she's and whoever are going to go after Molly, um, which like, I guess is fair if there's some like scary wraith that sucks up really bad energies and like can practice apparently around in your town. I guess you kind of need to deal with that. But also if Molly or if Mags made it her familiar, can't they just, I don't know, deal. Um, but it's interesting with Sandra and Mags both reflecting on how they didn't want to be on opposite sides. Um, yeah. And it's sad. It is. Um, but yeah, I also, I don't get how 
these people know everything. Um, I feel like in Pale, I'm trying to remember, um, usually when people just, like, know shit they shouldn't know, there's, like, an auger or something involved. And, like, it seems like there's a bit of augury in the Duchamp and Behames practices. Like, not, you know, super hardcore, but... yeah. More with the Bahames, maybe. But it's just kind of like, you know, she knows about Blake. She knows he's in mirrors. Um, She knows that Molly is a thing. She knows that Mags is considering becoming her familiar or opposite, whatever. Um, She knows, like, they just, like, know all of his shit. And they, like, like, it hasn't been that long. It's been, what, like, two two hours? Like, yeah. since, like, how? And, like, uh... I mean, like, this could just be something we never really figured out because, you know, like, there are spirits and you can send out others to watch people and you can whatever, whatever. But it seems a little wild. Um, although I guess it's important to keep an eye on the ambassador and the other people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, I guess, if they're calling her and she's not answering and then they're going to be like, oh, what's up? And they're going to be like, oh, there's a scary ghost. Scary, spooky ghost. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Any other thoughts? Well, just the end thing was really cute where she like puts her hand on his chest and says like no apologies, you know, and he says no apologies or whatever and she kind of like pushes him like nice like like cute like flirtily and he turns around and he's like all right squad let's go and I was just like this is so cute and I hate this and it's so cute and so sad. <laughs> so cute and so sad. <sighs> just figure if she's like gone through menopause they should just like get back together. That's fine. It's true. I don't like, know if she's. I guess he wants to be Lord of Toronto, but like, just move to Jacob's Bell. Like, fuck it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Well, um, no, Sandra is going after Molly. Jeremy is going to throw a super rad house party. Uh, Blake has to decide. Um, but he basically goes and he warns Mags about the council, uh, about Sandra and all that. And he goes to crash the super sweet spontaneous party at Rose's house. Um, yeah, seeing Blake weigh his options here is interesting. He reflects on how he's becoming more cautious, kind of. And mm-hmm. like he can't afford to take some of the risks he took before. He's like, Blake fighting conquest would have just broken these fucking car mirrors or car windows. But then like, what would I have done? And it's like, yeah, wow, Blake, you thought about it. I'm proud of you. But yeah. also, um, yeah, it, it's like he's aware that everything that hurts him, like, takes something away from him and allows spirits to come in. And that's probably bad. Um, and yeah, um, so that was an interesting thing. But he's like, he goes to the house and he can't see in the house because they fucking suck. So he can't warn them. And he's like, okay, well, Molly was sort of, or Maggie was sort of around here, but like, let's find her. And so he finds the two of them in a park. Um, and Molly seems okay. She's still like twisted and distorted, but more stable. And Mags is still, you know, upset. Um, but yeah, so Blake is like, hey, Sandra knows about Molly. They're coming to attack Molly. Uh, Johannes and she are meeting up. It's weird. It's interesting that Bahames aren't included, but I guess everyone's like literally fucked Duncan. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, they're going to go meet up and come after them. And uh, we learn, I think, that they haven't done the ritual. 
Um, which like maybe is good, maybe is bad. Um, but yeah, so he's kind of like, I can't get into the house, like, but I'm upset, like, whatever. And Mags is like, no, go help your friends. Like, you're making Molly agitated, like, yeah, and worse. <laughs> go away. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, call me if you need me. And then they feel the Jaeger bomb, which is the funniest fucking thing. And Blake is super wrong about that. Um, <laughs> they feel the Jaeger bomb and um, he's leaving and Max is like, what if you need help? And he just like doesn't respond. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, no. <sighs> oh, geez. That was pretty special. God, no, Jaeger bomb is the perfect name for it. And we it's, can talk about it, it more when we get there. Name. Or on like so many levels. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's see. So Blake tries to go and run um, interference um, to distract Jeremy and his minions and all that from finding um, where his like friends are hidden. Um, does a bunch of shit. They kind of he talks about demons, tries to freak him out, which kind of succeeds, but <laughs> ultimately is unsuccessful. And uh, Jeremy finds everybody um yeah so dionysus has bombed this house with intoxication um, and it's destroyed all the wards or whatever people can get in blake can get in um and so they're looking and they can't find them and they're about to get near one of the entrances to the secret library and blake is like which and kills the snake instead of hurting the lady, Mynad, Maynad, lady. Mm-hmm. And she's really upset, and they fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, this th- these parts are fun, but a lot of action, um, which is harder to like necessarily analyze. Um, but basically, she's chasing Blake around, and then she almost hits Jeremy, but she doesn't. And cue jeremy and blake talking um i love blake sometimes he's like a little extra but i guess the practice likes that oh the but practice just loves like, extra like what sort of demon protocols do you know or whatever and he's like uh don't mess with them and he's like oh so that's why you didn't do shit about them and he's like yep <laughs> oh, that's fair um and so blake is like there's an abstract demon in this house. If you look at it, it will get into your eyes because your eyes are a reflective surface and be afraid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, And Jeremy kind of opines a lot throughout this section about how his practice works. Um, It seems like there's a high chance he's never ever like drawn a diagram or like anything that like his whole thing is making Dionysus happy and then occasionally asking for things. But if he doesn't work for things, um, then Dionysus will get annoyed or displeased and will like not do stuff. Um, And it's interesting how Blake compares Jeremy's life to a Dionysus or Dionysus, a Diabolus life. It is. Um, And like, that's just interesting. Um, But like, uh, I don't know. Um, it seems like being a priest or whatever is very limiting. Um, being a diabolist doesn't seem like it's necessarily as limiting, except the moment you at all like associate with demons, 
like you're tainted and everyone hates you um Mm -hmm. but like blake you know learned cool different random practices and did you know stuff and learned how to draw shit and you know whereas um jeremy literally it just seems like he says words um and like does or does not marry women or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah but so now his um his satyrs and maynads my nads are freaked out because there's a demon in the house and jeremy's just like hey you with the nose where is it and the satyr's like it's right up there and it hasn't moved and so jeremy's like cool now i know where the demon is i just have to find the other people um and yeah so okay so just the jaeger bomb thing right like jaeger bombs are when you drop jaeger into what do you drop it into is it into red bull that sounds bomb i'm positive that's right yeah, it's um, a riser into an energy drink, typically typically Red Bull. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually pretty good. I mean, that might not sound that great to a lot of people, but <laughs> it actually, at least to my uh, unsophisticated palate, it's not bad. <laughs> it's better than just like straight. I just, ugh. yeah, Jaeger is not great. Yeah, Jaeger on its own. It's licorice, is not right? Great. Yeah. It's, it's fucking hardcore. But yeah, um, Red Bull, like, all the sugar and chemical covers up the licorice nicely. <laughs> right. It does some. It does something. Um, it does I haven't something. had one in a really long time, but it does something. Yeah. It's a decent um, pairing. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a weird way to say that, but... Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, Jägermeister, um, Jägerbomb, it's a bomb, it's alcohol, uh... Jaeger bombs are a very party, party, party drink. Um, yeah. I was trying to remember if Dionysus has anything to do with hunting because um, Artemis is the goddess of the hunt in the Greek pantheon. But I thought I remembered something. Um, Bacchus, the Roman version of Dionysus, is very into the whole like madness crazed parties. Um, but yeah, I couldn't find a specific hunting connection although i feel like there's something in the back of my mind but yeah it was just wonderful and hilarious and good and yeah. i just uh it is, it's, it's really stuff. fucking funny blake and you're wrong <laughs> yeah yeah it's fucking funny it's good shit oh it's so good um yeah and jeremy here reveals like that they don't want to kill rose and he I, he might even say we don't want to hurt rose like they don't want that house to pass to the next heir right like they want to have control of the air and just to like hang out um or whatever like um which seems smart if you could just capture all of them and like hold them so they can't do magic mm-hmm. until the whole situation's resolved that's probably the best idea and then like maybe the plan after that is to just murder them all because all the thorburns are there so they can just kind of whatever again murder them all um yeah and that sucks, but they're not immediately in life-threatening danger. <laughs> um, and Blake decides to run and try to get to them, sees that the door to the library is open, tries to close it. Uh, the mirror world doesn't like him, and Jeremy gets in there. Um, finds everybody just, like, completely fucked up. Yeah. Which is not a surprise um yeah (laughs) so basically uh rose is like passed out from all the booze um all the jaeger bomb goodness 
Um, Blake uses, you know, his calling card, blood, um, his own blood, of course, <laughs> uh, and helps Evan to escape. But Evan <laughs> is like so, so, so drunk. So he's not very coordinated and they have a hard time. Oh, he tries so much. Um, yeah. Um, so they chained Rose up with some strange fashion apparel and sex toys. Um, I'm pretty sure that's why one of the satyrs or whoever had handcuffs on them. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Because they like directly reference some sort of sex thing that they could use for tie that they don't because it's too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Jeremy's sort of like, you know, working on apprehending these people. He has them lie the mirror on the ground um, so that, you know, I guess if Blake managed to get into it, all he could see was the ceiling. Um, starts drawing a circle for Evan. Um, Blake does his whole come Evan thing, which was like cute and heartbreaking. And it worked, which was great. But also, mm-hmm. like, stop <laughs> hurting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The other thing that's weird is like, the mirror boy is a priority and stuff, but also Jeremy's like, yeah, you can go if you want, whatever, bye. Like, I'll talk to you when I'm done with this, um, which seemed surprising. Um, yeah. Although maybe he's just sort of trying to like downplay it or like figures he can get him later or something. Yeah. Um, that the, his satyrs can find him because of his scent or something. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe top priority. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Right, securing the diabolist at all is probably the top priority, but mm-hmm. yeah, so then so Evan <laughs> kind of gets out and Blake tries to help him navigate and he like flies straight into the mirror <laughs> or whatever, the reflective whatever, and then they're just sort of running around the house and a minad and a satyr chasing them and Evan keeps saying crap and can't shut up and he tries to hide and it doesn't work because he keeps talking and it's it's really good it's (laughs) pretty funny it's like why do people do this on purpose (laughs) so good he's so great um yeah i was sort of assuming that he would just be like all right i got evan like evan and me let's go out and regroup as opposed to like let's now go and free the rest of them i mean i guess it makes sense he wouldn't want to leave them but it, yeah um i was expecting them to be like or for like evan go get i guess there's no one except possibly max so <laughs> never mind um yeah. yeah so then blake like bluffs hardcore like he can like summon demons and shit which is pretty funny um he probably could summon um ornias yeah except no <laughs> um but yeah that's that, so that's pretty funny blake tries to do some more practicey stuff because the first the connection thing with evan worked so he's like you know spirits give me evan's intoxication and you can take some of my <coughs> and you can take some of my power mm-hmm. and they're just like nope they're just like fuck you um anyway sorry i'm gonna drink water how dare you drink water when we're talking about alcohol it's probably even better to drink water when you're talking about alcohol <coughs> I mean, why I don't know. I mean, and real realistically, it makes no difference. But I don't know. Maybe your body just secretly gets slightly more dehydrated, or like feels like you know. Well, maybe. I mean, it doesn't. I'm just <laughs> making up crap. Like placebos or whatever. Placebo is like real, though. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, so then, yeah, he's like, I can call demons. And they freak out. And then they throw a dictionary at him. And this was pretty clever. He um he breaks the window so he can reach out. He grabs the dictionary, warps over to somewhere else, and then throws it back at them. Which, like... That's pretty good shit. That's pretty good. And, like, you know, like... Yeah, like, you throw a huge book at someone and suddenly it's flying at you from a completely different direction. Like, damn. Um, That's pretty good. Blake's pretty scary. <laughs> but yeah, he's feeling a little more sober and realizes, like, the effects are, might be wearing off. Maybe Rose is waking up, um, which could be bad. Um, partially because we don't want drunk Rose to summon Barbatorum or whatever. Um, we learn from Evan that there's traps set up in the library and different things. Um, it feels interesting that evan is like i pretended to sleep and watched her do this not like she was totally fine with me knowing that she was doing this um even though she seems to know that he did know i don't know there doesn't seem to be a lot of great energy in this group of people no not at all (laughs) yeah um yeah and then evan's like oh and corviday was involved somehow uh and rose banished him instead of closing the door all the way and that freaks me out. And like, what did he do? And what is he doing? And what is she doing? And what did he do? <laughs> um, or did she banish him so that he wouldn't do anything? Because he's like, I'll look after you while you're sleeping. And it's like, did you? Or was he? she like, I can't trust him. And that's why he needs to go away. So he doesn't like murder me. Yeah. <laughs> Unclear. <clears throat> no. Mm-mm. Um. Yeah, so Evan goes to find a mirror um, so that he can take Blake around or something. And in the meantime, he's Blake is fighting with the, the, the Minad and cuts her calf and her ankle. And so she like can't really walk. And uh, But that seems to be one of the last reflective services in the house <laughs> um, that's intact. He gets shunted into the mirror that Evan is carrying. Um, and they come up with a plan. <laughs> the plan is free rose uh free the other people or uncover the mirror so that blake can get in there and stab people or something um to wait for traps to set off the traps until blake says he should or there's no other like option or whatever and that evan should if all else fails try to get close to jeremy and blake will try to stab him through the compact (laughs) um so it's a great plan. That, it, it's a great plan. Um, absolutely does not work because <laughs> Evan ends up captured and Rose is a huge bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm I'm right. upset. This is the anger. This is where the anger comes. Like, yeah. Until now, it's yeah. like, you know, it's fine. <laughs> They're trying, they're hustling, and it's like, oh, all for fucking nothing because of this fucking ass face. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Um, so they trap Blake similarly to how they had trapped Conquest. Um, and you know, Blake's all confused because how did Jeremy know how to do this? How did he figure this out? Like, like Jeremy had referred to these people as his allies, you know, Blake's allies, and he's just like, What? Like, how did how did you do this? And Rose is like, I told him. (laughs) (sighs) And she sucks so bad. And she's just like, I have a plan. 
And these three people know what it is. And Evan knows what it is, but he doesn't always get it. And Ty's like, he doesn't like the idea of using monsters. And I'm like, monsters? Like, monsters are like, you know, the goblins are monsters, right? Like, Blake, I guess, boogeymen are monsters. Like, like... Demons. That's too mild for demons. Right! Demons, like... It's a, it's a, it's, it's hell incarnate or whatever, you know, like it's not just like Snuffleupagus or whatever his name is, right? Like it's not like big hairy thing. It's like evil. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm glad literally one of you doesn't like the idea of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so Rose is like, I have a dead man switch with Barbatorum, and if I die he'll get out and i'm like he didn't want you to die although i guess maybe that was the eventual plan and so something something i guess he also doesn't want her to kill herself uh out of desperation but that sucks um so rose is giving something up in exchange for this uh the house doesn't have barriers anymore which seems like a pretty big deal uh Mm -hmm. she's agreed to some of the like concession rule thingies and jeremy's gonna leave them alone um because what the deal was was to disarm the traps in the library and to help bind blake um we learn that rose knows that she's tainted by conquest Mm -hmm. and she's like oh you think i didn't know that and like you think that with all these books we can't find a way to like undo this i'm like no bitch i don't have that faith in you it's been like (laughs) not that long um and she's like, we decided to keep it because it's a power source and it's such a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, and at one point he's, you know, she says to him, like, it's none of your business. Like, I was just so mad. I'm like, Blake literally only exists because of you and this bullshit. Like, this is all he is and this is all he has. It's not like even the rest of the people in this room who have other things. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and like, how dare you? And she straight up is like, yeah, Blake, you're a monster, but that's not all that you are. And I have a working theory on what you are. And Blake's like, what? And she doesn't say anything. (laughs) But apparently the research led her to believe him. um, And now that they know about what Blake is, they had to bind him or something. And we're not going to tell you about anything. And we can't move you easily. I'm like, is that because the mirror's heavy? Or because, I guess you'd have to move the circle and the binding too, but I just, that doesn't, I don't know. And she's like, if you're willing to be quiet, we'll just leave you in this mirror staring at this blank wall. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. But then, yeah, Rose confirms that she was more of a bitch than grandma, so uh, Blake being grandma's reflection is still a contender (laughs) for a theory. (laughs) Yeah because <laughs> blake's a better person um <laughs> yeah conquest isn't helping but it's not excusing anything yeah and then so okay i don't know if this is the time I'll, I'll, this this is now the time um i'm really worried about this story <laughs> um, <laughs> okay i'm worried that i'm being played again um so so just to let you know, I might not be able to say shit, Malia. I can't say shit. Okay. Um, just wanted to, yeah. It feels like 
So there's obviously something more to Blake than we know about, right? Like something is is we still don't get it, right? Um, because if he's just a mere reflection of Rose or whatever, and he was just made to help stave off Rose's, you know, whatever and buy time, like what is the problem with that? And if it's like, yeah, he's your friend, whatever, whatever, like, why do you have to lock him up? Um, similarly, Jeremy and Sandra being concerned about him. Um, I mean, I guess Blake did become more of a pain in that he's like, you know, going to be a stabby mirror or whatever to Jeremy, but mm -hmm. making this big, this deal with them in exchange for capturing Blake, although presumably not sicking Barbatorum when everyone was part of that. Um, it just seems like like we still don't understand what Blake is and how he was made and what is happening. And maybe he is somehow bad. Okay. Because um, the first time I read this, I was just like so mad because like, how dare she? She's awful. And this is so like cruel. Um, Like, you know that he's telling the truth and you know that he just really cares about these people. Like, he just doesn't want everyone to die horribly. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, yeah, we're locking you up now. Lol. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. And then and then she just like, I mean, obviously in front of Jeremy, she shouldn't be like, this is the plan. But like, it doesn't seem like she has any intention of telling Blake like what the plan is or why she's so confident that they're going to be fine. And blah, 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 blah. And I don't know. I hate it. And I'm mad, but also worried. Most yeah hmm. okay <sighs> oh also where is blake getting so blake was feeding power to rose when they were in the opposite place is rose feeding power to blake is blake still feeding power to rose have they kind of been like severed and so blake is just picking up power from the spirits that are around him um is that part of the problem we just don't know we just don't know <sighs> yeah so yeah. So then Jeremy has ESP or something and is like, oh, the things didn't go well with Molly and now we got to go get her. And by get her, I mean like probably kill her or whatever. Um, she's free. She's not bound as a familiar and she quote unquote may have started off a chain of events. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Which, you know, reminds you of Mags's whole blood and fire and death thing. Mm -hmm. Darkness. So that's bad. That's probably bad. <laughs> And Rose is like, oh, I want to come. Um, and Jeremy's like, yeah, whatever. And so they all just fucking leave. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're just like, okay, cool. Like, field trip, buddies. Let's go. Uh, come help me fight this race. And they all leave. They all just fuck off. They all just fucking leave. And uh, Alexis is like, sorry. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Like, I know Blake still cares, and that's great. But, like, call Faisal, leave. Like, make Faisal make a little door for Evan. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> let's leave. Um, <laughs> it also seems to say something. I mean, I know Evan and Blake had a very strong connection and everything, obviously. But Evan remembers two interactions with Blake. One where he's standing in a mirror telling them, you know, the truth. Mm -hmm. And one where Evan is super fucking drunk and Blake's just like yelling random things at him. 
and these are the only two interactions that they've had and evan is like already like hey blake i'm on your side wink wink yeah fuck these people (laughs) fuck everyone else um which is heartening um but also yeah so i feel like blake's ticket out of this place is either in evan or face all or mags um or like maybe alexis or maybe so like tiff like fucking wasn't in this chapter like i'm starting to think that tiff like doesn't exist or something like like tiff is the secret thorburn heir that the whole story turns around because none of these people are actually fucking heirs they're all custodians or something um, like where is this girl? <laughs> like, hmm. Interesting. Okay. I don't think she was at all mentioned in this chapter, except they kept saying, you know, how many bodies there were or whatever. Oh, maybe she was supposed to help close the door. That might have been how she was mentioned. Okay. Um, it's just nuts. Uh well, um, we're gonna talk about our pale in comparison <laughs> section now. Um, I think it would be good to talk about binding. We could talk about now, you know, obviously Blake is bound um we could talk about it maybe a couple different ones there's um you wrote down bridge um you could also potentially talk about edith um yeah um yeah bridge was came to mind because he had he was like tricked and trapped you know um mm -hmm. where he was going from like arm to arm to arm and ended up on like i think fake verona or something yeah Um, her fetch right i think so Oh, Fetrona. Um, and that's how he got caught. And so this was sort of a like, you know, things are moving really fast and they have a plan and like, oh fuck, and then they get caught. Um, like specifically. So that's fun. Um, and then yeah, also being trapped in like the bottom floor of a place uh feels yeah. very <laughs> Although with Edith they like walked up to her and were like, Hi, we have to talk about how You've been fucking everyone over. Mm-hmm. And she's always pain in the ass anyway, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, like, isolation aspect of it did remind me of Edith, although Edith has a lot more, like, a room and a trial and other things. Yeah. She's, like, just, just the Things whole, that aren't a blank wall. Right. Like, like, I get that maybe allowing Blake access to the books is, like, strategically a bad idea if you really don't want him to get out or whatever but it just 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 let him read something like maybe not even magic books. just like puts like put the tv i mean i guess the tv's reflective surface just put something like, like pride prejudice in there or something yeah uh if you were blake what book would you want there you go that's our discussion question <laughs> i like it uh, i just it's awful and i hate it and i hate everyone and i hate it what do you also think about like the people doing the binding so obviously like Rose oh. versus like the Kenneteers, very different. Right. So the Kenneteers, I mean I mean, it, it seems like all these people think they're doing the right thing. Um, like maybe Rose doesn't think she's doing the right thing, just the right thing for her. I think that Jeremy mm-hmm. thinks that, you know, stopping diabolists in general is good. Um yeah. with I mean, with Bridge, it was like we have to stop this dude from fucking up all these innocents and stuff. Um, like because we've sworn duties to Kennet. Um, and they did try to deal with him as fairly as they could, whereas no one seems concerned about what's fair for Blake. Um, and like I said, with Edith, it was like basically a trial. Like it was like there was a judge, there was an adjudicator. They did, you know, talk to her and talk. I don't know. It. Yeah. Yeah. It was like not just about one person deciding. It was well, it was more fair. Yeah. 
Right. And they're like investigating a murder and stuff. It wasn't just like, like this feels more lawless and vigilante or whatever. Whereas that felt more sanctioned yeah. by whatever. More and legit. More by the books. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, I feel like Rose again does think that she has a really good reason for going along with this. And Jeremy thinks that this is good. But I guess boogeymen are things people like to lock up. Yeah, it's probably true. All right. It is time for Malia's bold and specific <laughs> prediction. <laughs> Woo! Um, so I know next chapter is an interlude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking maybe it will be a Molly interlude. Interesting. Um, I mean, I think that the interlude will... I mean, maybe it's going to be like fucking not at all have to do with this specific cliffhanger but i kind of imagine it being us like seeing what's been happening at this fight um because like blake's not there so we're not going to get it any other way and i was thinking from molly's perspective and then as she like is horrifyingly killed or something Mm -hmm. um could be interesting interesting um yeah or just yeah in general i think it'll be someone who's at this fight like Mm, some random duchamp or whatever um i was gonna ask you like if it's not molly name like or i don't know name your top three like including molly so name like (laughs) two other people it could be um interlude wise i never remember all the fucking behavior names or you could just say screw you i'm not doing that um oh the the (coughs) the like punk emo behame chick could be sort of funny um hmm I'm still mm-hmm. obsessed with Penelope and I don't know why. Um, maybe. I mean, I get what if. Ew. That's weird. No, I don't think be- it'd be like face all because there's still mysteries. Sure. About Johannes. But what? Um, I'm just out of curiosity, not necessarily having to do with this, but like, um, <laughs> n- what are like a couple people that you'd love to have, like you hope you have an interlude from besides Molly? Um, like by the end of this, or I guess you could say your top three, and you can cl- include Molly because I'm assuming you're gonna want Molly. No, well, I think my no? top three would be Rose, Johannes, um, maybe Molly. It's just so sad. Um, hmm, okay, but yeah, I think definitely Rose, Johannes, or like Faisal, one of them. Um, and then I mean, I, I think like a Laird. I still feel like there's something left about Laird and maybe there's not and I need it's not really anything but a Laird one would have been would be interesting. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh um oh, wait and mm-hmm. sorry, Diana because I forgot that Toronto existed, but I love her. So maybe Diana. Okay. Cool. Um I have to ask, since this is the Bolden uh specific prediction section, um, do you think like is Blake getting out of the binding? And how or like who's is going to be by himself is he going to be helped by somebody and who um or is he just staying there no yeah he's got to get out and i think someone will help him and like again part of me wants to say evan but i think that that's obvious and they'll be like watching evan um i don't know that mags will actually be able to pull it off i mean like maybe alexis will actually cave and feel sorry and try to help or maybe oh my god wait it was tiff and she's just like not been saying anything and she's like fuck this let's leave that'd be great okay mm, so i'll say mm-hmm. tiff can be the number one tiff's gonna <laughs> tiff's gonna help blake get out yeah all right we're putting it we're Enough. marking it down <laughs> we're marking it down you gotta write that as part of your prediction malia yes 
Okay, I'm going to type it because you sometimes oh, don't okay. type stuff. Tiff <laughs> is going to help Blake out of his binding. All right. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so it's probably not that, but it's fine. <laughs> Why? Because I'm emphasizing it so much. No, just because I don't have a great track record with the story for bold and specific predictions, I feel. I think you're just fine. <laughs> I think you're okay. just fine. Um, all right. So we have a listener question this week. And just as a reminder, if any of y'all have any questions that you'd want to ask us, um, you just feel free to uh, send us a tweet um, or send um, us a message on like our Reddit post or um, Discord or something um, and mm-hmm. ask us because we will try to fit it in like we're doing right now. Um, Kippos um, is asking Malia, as the story goes on, what are some characters or story beats from earlier in the story that you would love to get more expanded on as you move into the back third of the book? Um, so obviously I need to know what's happening with Blake and who he is and how he was made and why he was made and blah, blah, blah. But um, the first thing that actually popped into my head was um, the the engaged couple, like the the arranged marriage couple. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I still know like nothing about them and it seemed like every once in a while it seems like they are important and then we don't hear about them for seven arcs or whatever so um that's like probably the biggest just like i know nothing but i want to know more um yeah um characters i'd like to know more about andy oh fuck i need an andy interlude uh this is hard um (laughs) are you are you changing your answer for the top three you're just adding him on to like a a next yeah maybe no yeah rose johanna slash face all and andy okay i think would be my top three um (laughs) um yeah okay oh and then the the favor for the lawyers about the go into that house for two days like maybe that's not a thing anymore but that would be fun <sighs> that would be interesting. Sure. I know we forgot about that almost, right? Yeah. I think they're yeah. going to send like Rose to do that. Yeah, I mean maybe or something. Um cuz yeah, they they seem to be like, "Okay, bye Blake, fuck off." Although, okay, here's the thing. If Blake was that important, would Miss Lewis just be like, "Fuck you, I'm leaving you here." Um but then again, maybe the whole point was that he had to fight his way out of the abyss or he wouldn't be enough. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> I don't know. That could be it. Um, all right. So last week's discussion question was, if your only choice for familiar was your enemy or someone you wronged, would you do it? Why or why not? And we're starting with Kippos. Um, she says to the shock of people, um, based off of how I play my RPG characters, (laughs) um, I wouldn't take someone I'd wronged or an enemy as a familiar for power boost. Um, or I mean, either way whether there's power to boost or not um the dynamic feels like it could be super toxic and uncomfortable um unless it was like that enemies become lovers shtick but tying yourself in an endless act of sacrifice to try and undo some old wrongs is just going to hurt you in the long run um she says she doesn't have anyone she considers her enemy but if she did it would be because they were a complete and total cunt um so no thanks on being internally (laughs) tied to them that is fair fair yep um beat nemesis says that doing that sounds awful um it's similar to asking if the only way you could get married was to if it was to your enemy would you do it (laughs) 
and um, they say that the benefits would have to be huge. Um, there likely wouldn't be a ton of cooperation, um, so they'd have to be useful enough to catch the interest of Beat Nemesis, but also they'd have to be weak enough so that Beat Nemesis could dominate the familiar bond, um, and it doesn't sound worth it. All right, Xerxes Prelor says um, they wouldn't have anything inherently against having someone they wronged as a familiar or even someone who has wronged them. But since um, become a person I like, but I'd worry about someone I wronged feeling exploited and I'd hate to have a powerful other as a familiar who wants to hurt me. Um, mm. So in the bad, <clears throat> um, but not disastrous cases, depends on how bad a situation they're in. Um, they do it if the alternative was dying or something worse. Propaganda Pagoda says, if it was someone I'd wronged, I would do it. Um, how hard is it to make amends? I would trust myself to know if this person was just playing along enough to screw me over forever. Um, or you can maybe contract it out in the ritual. Um, like, figure out exactly what vows you want to make. Um, Propaganda Pagoda then says that they don't mark just anyone that they don't like as their enemy um, and could never accept a deal with their enemy. Um, and even if they manage to do like that tyrannical familiar, um, relationship kind of thing, um, that they couldn't stand being connected to scum forever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hobo demon, um, says that they wronged someone months, um, who they would have taken as a familiar. Um, they were young and hadn't learned to properly people yet. Um, they told me, um, or they said that. She told me a beautiful secret about herself, but I was selfish. I flinched and failed to grasp the beauty of it, and that damaged our connections. Um, and it's too cowardly to do the right thing and break us up, so she had to suffer for quite too long. Um, and they say that she deserved to be taken as a familiar by someone better than me. And I think that's kind of mm. harsh on yourself. <laughs> um, but... You know, it's good to at least the good thing about having experiences like that is that you grow. If you didn't feel bad about it, then um, it would mean that you hadn't learned from the experience and grown at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Weltonator says that um, they're thinking of this question in a human turned other character way um, as a familiar like Molly and Blake, um, where the enemy who hurt them was on relatively equal footing with them but they're i think there's um they're interpreting there's they're thinking that the question like the discussion question is meant to be about human turned others um like molly and blake and that's not necessarily the case i don't think i don't think that was our intent when we made the question but that's fair i could see it coming across like that right um and they say that there are a lot of situations in which an other is your enemy because of their nature um or because they were bound and sent after you. Um, and maybe familiarship could act to free them from that sort of a situation. So to be honest, I'd conspire with an enemy to free them from their fate or turn them against our mutual obstacle or enemy. Um, feels sort of like a Johannes face all thing, although maybe they weren't straight up enemies um, in that sense. But um, maybe the familiarship would be uneven. And so letting a defeated opponent be your familiar is like a power move or a punishment rather than a peace offering or reward. Um, they're not sure about what they would do for someone they had wronged. Um, does offering the familiarship actually benefit them? Um, is it a form of atonement or 
would being bound to me for the rest of my life be painful or humiliating for them when they just want me to leave them alone um, or do something else to make up for what they'd done. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Sure. Um, <laughs> Macy one um, starts by saying, not sure I can answer this question because I don't think you can be your own familiar. <laughs> and then they say, but for real, in the case of the enemy, I can definitely see myself being open to this. If they are, seems like a great way to either try and make things up to them or put an end to conflict by aligning priorities. I'm put in mind of recommended ways to handle divorce proceedings and stuff. Even if this is sort of the reverse, <laughs> uh, both of us would be motivated to create a pretty equitable familiar arrangement, and it should help with all that jazz about seeing the other person's perspective. The enemy would have to be something shittily unmovable, like an incarnation for me not to think that could help. In the case mm-hmm. of someone I wronged, well, it depends on what I did, but I lean towards no. Starting a relationship like this with such a lopsided feeling of responsibility feels like a recipe for disaster. So unless what I did is so bad that I feel like it's right that I spend literally my entire life making it up to them, then I think this is a bad idea. Even in Maggie's case, I don't think what she did was rest of your life making it up worthy to this degree, even if it was pretty bad. I mean, I feel like if I was in her position, I would probably feel at least at the very least bad about it for the rest of my life. So I could see someone like choosing, you know, Um, but that's fair. Um, yeah. I just have to say, um, we have one more discussion question answer, but it's not from this discussion question. We had a hypothetical, or we had like an almost discussion question based on our weird ass episode last week, um, where <laughs> I, I said that maybe our discussion question could be, um, would you rather have a tail with no vagina or no genitals, or would you rather have multiple sets of legs with a set of genitals for each legs and i said at least six legs i'll let you read this one malia <laughs> so low to to lodi low to a lodi um specifies that they want to answer the legs one and that they'd like eight pairs please <laughs> it's so a, many legs <laughs> that's a lot of legs it's a lot of fucking legs but i'm really glad that you answered that thank you for that yeah yeah sort of seems like based on these discussion questions that like i mean this might not be charitable but i wonder if people think like mags did the wrong thing because i think when i was reading it it felt very like admirable and stuff but maybe it was dumb um i don't know i could see it like going either way i don't know if that's a decision i would choose to do because i feel like that would potentially be torture for maybe both people involved but it depends on what your attitude is about it if both people are willing to like try to make amends, it might help. But mm-hmm. if you're, I mean, I mean, I'm not really surprised that like Molly didn't end up um, at the end of this chapter, like being a familiar and all that. Right. Cause she was pretty like fucking negative. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, especially like if people are coming to attack them and then she absorbs some of that and like freaks out. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. That's a bummer. Well, um, our new discussion question for this week. Um, If you were in Blake's position, um, bound and having to stare at a blank wall, um, but you could have one book or non-reflective item, what would you choose to have with you? Yeah. Do you know what you'd think, Jen? (sighs) I don't have a Kindle, but are Kindles reflective? Aren't they? Don't they have like non-reflective ones? I think maybe. Yeah. If I could get away so with that. So that would be, right, that'd be prime. 
That'd Primo. be fucking sweet. Um, if I could do that, I'd do that. Yeah. Yeah. What if you couldn't do that? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, if I couldn't do that, I trying to think i'm trying to like think of like a method of communication could i have like a walkie-talkie let's see if i could have a walkie-talkie you're trying to like get out or something or at least have a way of communicating (laughs) with some fucking person sure Uh, yeah if Um, i really can't have anything like that like um i'd have to think about i don't know what book i would choose i'd either choose a book or i'd do like um some photos of like my family but that might make me depressed but I'm probably going to be depressed yeah. anyway if I have one book to read for, like, <laughs> the rest of my fucking life. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, I love Pride and Prejudice, but I don't know if it's quite long enough, depending on how long Blake's in there. Like, part of me was like, do would I want something like, you know, War and Peace or just some, like, super long, you know, I mean, I might. Ch- I mean, I've never read this series before, but <laughs> from how long it sounds and how much people like it, I might do, like, the Wheel of Time books. I could have that. That's more than That's more than one book, though. But um, I don't know. It's a tricky thing. If I could get away with it, a Kindle. If not, um, some family pictures. They're non-reflective. And if not, the Wheel of Time. I, I like the Wheel of the, Time. I accept those answers. <laughs> All right. What about you? <laughs> um. Yeah. Part of me was thinking, like, access to something that can play podcasts. Um. And then if I could, like, my some sort of artsy thing. So I like doing um paint by numbers mm. and i like doing cross stitching and i like knitting um so it's kind of cheating it's two items but if i could get that um oh, that's a great idea maybe i should nice. have my ukulele instead oh with like my with if I, I could sneak a picture of my family in there <laughs> i don't know i'm cheating though but <laughs> yeah i cheated too so it's fair it's cool <laughs> poor blake poor blake well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildbo. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer a discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapter 10.x. And as a reminder, again, we've got our fan art contest um, theme redemption due on Friday. So please get those submissions in. Um, Redeem yourself. Hmm. I'm sorry. Redeem yourself. Redeem. Okay. Get get cred that you can redeem for cold hard cash. <laughs> <laughs> that was better. That's better. That's better. For a second, I thought you were saying that almost. I don't know. For just like like a placeholder for like go fuck yourself. Like if you like if you don't Ooh. like if you don't like enter our. If you don't submit redeem anything, yourself. go redeem yourself. <laughs> go re- redeem yourself. <laughs> no, yeah, I was trying to figure out like a like a, a fun like a way catchy to little say something, yeah. and I couldn't figure it out. But That's I cool. got there with redeeming, like a coupon, a coupon <laughs> for some sweet sweet cash, which is always nice. Yeah. 
All right. This week's fun fact, I think Malia would appreciate. Um, the movie Frozen actually recently helped solve a 62-year-old Russian cold case. What the fuck? How? <laughs> yeah. So, just to start, um, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but um, there's a pretty famous uh, kind of mysterious incident that happened. Um, I think, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, the dial dietlov pass the dietlov pass incident so basically like nine russian hikers were going camping um and 1959 um like up in the mountains and i guess there was no snowfall over the night um it seemed like pretty good weather and all that um it said overnight um i think they went missing or, or they didn't come back basically and so people went out to go find them and they went and saw that they're tent um and everything was in disarray like it looked like they cut their way out of their tent like and fled the campsite while basically like not dressed um for the weather and the bodies like when they were discovered um they found six died from hypothermia while three had been uh killed by physical trauma and so there's been a lot of like what the fuck happened <laughs> um like did something come after them or like what happened so um they um <laughs> according to national geographic um some engineers basically like um relied on some animation codes that disney used on frozen um like for snowfall and all that like to, to prove um a long-standing theory that an avalanche resulted in the deaths of all the hikers so hmm. they using the frozen animation codes um researchers were able to create a simulation of the colot sackle avalanche um and they worked with some geotechnical engineers and all that and the simulation basically showed that a block of snow um on colot sack hill i guess where that area was um could handily break the ribs and skulls of people in its path so basically showed that like it's not some big mysterious thing it was an avalanche that caused all that um yeah which is pretty wild but so so it's like they heard an avalanche or something and then they cut their way out of the tent and ran away i think that's what like, they're thinking yeah was all their stuff buried by snow i think like well. the tent was like partway like partway buried and then mm. um yeah i think like some of the pe people were like i don't remember exactly but at least like partway buried in snow um sure, but yeah, yeah it, seemed, it was oh, like that's awful yeah it was pretty awful um but yeah they're thinking that this proved that they must have heard an avalanche um realized they didn't have time to do anything but just run for it and they ran for it and uh got killed by the avalanche well, so it's yes. not a yeti which is what <laughs> okay cool yeah okay because i actually saw, i don't remember what show it was but i saw um a netflix episode um some show about like unexplained phenomenon or something that actually was about this and um, i guess it was recorded before frozen helped solve <laughs> it because they were basically like oh, some people were saving avalanche but if you look like this person had their skull like broken and this person blah 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 so it could have been a yeti or something you know it was one of those where it's like oh, it could have been a supernatural thing but no it's just an lunch yeah so yeah so that's yeah. kind of wild i thought that was cool so yeah frozen right. yeah changing yeah, people's frozen. lives <laughs> well yeah or at least helping solve deaths probably helping the tagline they want 
helping people let go. Oh shit! Oh shit! All right, helping to let go. I fucking love that. I love that. (sighs) All right. Well, on that note, we're gonna let you guys go and enjoy the rest of your week. And um, unless there's some crazy shenanigans with studying and all that, um, Mm -hmm. we will see you next week. I can't speak, but we'll. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. We won't see you, but you'll hear our voices. You can post pictures of yourself on the Discord, and then we'll look at them. <laughs> yeah, that's ha- that doesn't week. sound creepy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>